1: As we get a little deeper into the season, that we'll have some uh, fun with Week One in the league where they play. we the back. Don't
2: you love the It is the unofficial NFL pregame show right here on Landry Football. I am. Nick Durst. And of course, I'm joined by Joe Calabrese. Joe, it is awesome here. We are ready to go. And the first full Sunday is here. You know, I'm right on football. Let's do this thing, Joe. You ready for the, ready for the first full Sunday of the season?
3: Yes, I am. I'm ready to go. Ready, lock fantasy lineups are locked and loaded. Uh, subject to change over the course of the next two hours, but we'll be with you for the next hour. So let's go.
2: All right, let's get right into it. Here, we gotta we're gonna look at some some news right here, real quick, and then we'll we'll go through each game. Uh, if you're a fantasy player, Mike Williams, he's playing for the Chargers today. He was questionable, um, and that's that's really the only big fantasy note right now because first weeks, so everyone is pretty much healthy. Uh, Mike Evans, he's questionable, but he's likely to play as well. And the other other thing that's really newsworthy here is. Uh, Despite the fact that the, there is major air quality concerns in the Bay Area, the game between the Fortnites and Cardinals will remain on its scheduled time for today. So there won't be any shift in uh, time. Air quality index needs to be at or above 200 for the NFL to shift the game. Currently, it's at 170. So, Joe, something there to definitely you know, keep an eye on because that could be scary
3: yeah I mean anybody who has seen the uh, the pictures and the videos coming out of San Francisco and the Bay Area over the course of the last couple of days knows that the sky there looks like Blade Runner uh, 2049 it looks kind of uh, not really ideal it the uh, cinematography kind of looks like something uh, directly out of a uh, you know post-apocalyptic movie so uh, our thoughts and prayers you know can't forget those are with everybody in the Bay Area but yes that game is playing today. Uh, and it is one of the more popular trending games among uh, people who gamble, you know. And I wouldn't know anybody like that at all, would I? No.
2: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely not. So there's uh, <laughs> there's nobody here that gambles. Well, obviously, you're a no. residential gambling expert. So uh, let's let's get right into right into things here, and we will start with first game of the day. Uh, of course, we want to thank. American betting experts for giving us these lines. And Joe, let's start with the Bears taking the Lions. What what do you think about this game here?
3: This is an interesting game uh, simply because for a good portion of the week, the Lions were the favorites, right? Uh, But according to our partners at American betting experts right now, we are seeing the Bears uh, shift to the favorite at minus two and a half. Uh, earlier in the week, this is one of the, the few games that I played this week, right? Cause I didn't play every game. I didn't go crazy. Uh, I have the bears money line in this game. Uh, a lot of people tend to want to knock Mitch Trubisky, but the fact of the matter is every time he plays Lions, he always plays well. I believe he's four and oh, in his last four games against the lions, the bears notoriously, uh, historically play well against the Lions, especially in Detroit. So I couldn't figure out why that line was the way it was. Uh, but the Lions end up getting Adrian Peterson, right? So Adrian Peterson was cut by the Redskins. And uh that running back situation there kind of resembles New England now with Matt Patricia. Uh Kenny Galladay was listed as doubtful. Uh Matt Stafford is coming off a back injury. So to be perfectly honest with you, even though the line shifted, even though the Bears are two and a half, it's it you can make a good case that they should be either three and a half, four, or four and a half, right? So yeah. uh this yeah, this game is one of the, uh, the the less lesser anticipated games of today but uh, my pick would be the Chicago Bears.
2: Yes, yeah, certainly. Uh, I got I got to agree with you there. I think the Bears are um you know, they're the favorites here. I think this is the return of Mitch Trubisky. I like Mitch Trubisky. So I will take the the minus 2 over under is 42. I think mean, that might be a little too high, but I'm not going to touch that Joe. I think Yeah, the, no, the that's
3: Absolutely, it's something I wouldn't touch. But if I was leaning, uh, in any direction, I'd be leaning in the under simply because I think, uh, with what Detroit has on offense, getting every getting it all together for week one, the continuity, uh, would be hard to hard pressed to find. And and the Bears, I can't see them scoring more than twenty or so points in this game anyway. So,
2: absolutely agree with you there. All right, next game here, we got the defending division champs, the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Cleveland Browns. We, we, we said last week, we think the Browns are going to be much better in this, in this season a step in the right direction, but obviously it's his opening week. They got to still gel. There hasn't been the preseason. So what do you think here?
3: So the, tr- the, uh, the Cleveland Browns are always the, the trendy pick, you know, they have so been for the last couple of years now. Uh, but I, I, anticipate that Cleveland will have a bounce back season. Uh, I think last year kind of got off the rails a little bit, and obviously they had that scenario play out with Miles Garrett and the uh, the suspension suspension and stuff. Uh, So Lamar Jackson's coming off his big-time MVP season. Uh, A lot of people anticipate that he'll come back down to earth just a little bit. Uh, I expect his play quality to to pretty much stay very close to the same. Uh, I expect the Ravens to be pretty good again. Uh, Obviously that division got a lot better, but uh, this line's pretty fair. I think coming right out of the gate, the Ravens always play well in week one. Uh, the last two week uh, last two Week ones, they beat Buffalo two years ago, and they beat Miami last year. Uh, both games were just total routes. I can't see this game being a route, uh, but the seven is, is a solid figure. I didn't play this game. If I was, I'd be laying the points with the Ravens, and my pick in this game will be the Ravens.
2: All right, I think I'm going to go uh... – I think I think the Browns could could potentially keep this close. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the with the the Browns the Browns plus seven because I, I don't think in the, in the first week that it's gonna be I don't think we're gonna really be seeing too many blowouts in the first week. I think there's gonna be a lot of offensive uh, matchups that that could go both ways. All right, this is this is a big game here now. The Green Bay Packers, thirteen three last year take it on the Vikings at two and a half and the the Vikings are our favorite at minus two and a half. Uh, With this line being so low here, I think I got to go with the Packers here plus two. I thankfully think think that that's, that's the more I'd be leaning on this one.
3: Yeah, it's a very interesting game. Uh, This is one of the two or three games during this week that I think is a total toss up. And we we've seen that two and a half figure kind of like stay the same the whole week. Uh, as of right now, the Vikings, I think, are getting slightly more of the overall money. I think they're getting 52% of the money. Packers are getting 48%. So, uh, again, you know, that's indication that this game is a total toss-up. Uh, so, the Packers, yes, they went 13-3 last year. Yes, they were pretty good. Uh, they're another team that may kind of come back down to earth a little bit. You know a lot of people are not necessarily high, as high on Aaron Rodgers this year. Uh, a lot of people... Uh, don't buy him as a viable fantasy quarterback. I know he was slipping in a lot of drafts, you know, up until the the very late rounds. Uh, but again, total toss up, two good teams, two solid offenses, uh, two good defenses. Uh, the Vikings ended up paying Dalvin Cook, uh, that, that contract extension. So he's going to be the centerpiece of this offense. Uh, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to lean the Vikings. Uh, it's not really a, a high number to, to lay. Again, this is one of those games that's going to be 2017, 24, 21. These two, these two teams always play a close game. These two teams always play a game that's right down to the wire. Uh, so yeah, I could get, I get see this game going in the way. But what I will say is the team that gets off to 1 and0 here, I think will probably have some kind of inside track to win the NFC north.
2: Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Uh, I think these are the two favorites in the in the north, and there, there should be no surprise, no surprise there. Uh, they're gonna be the favorites, of course. I like the Bears as well, but you know we'll just have to wait and see on that end. Uh, all right, so the next game here, we got the Jaguars taking on the Colts. Joe, we know you love the Colts. So what are do. you thinking about this game, and then just in general for the for the Colts moving forward here?
3: Yeah. So uh, so this line, I believe, it was at seven and a half for most of the week. Uh, American betting experts has it at eight, uh, from what I'm seeing, it's pretty much similar everywhere. I'm still seeing seven and a half, uh, but a majority of the money is on the Colts. Uh, every year during week one, we see one game that always has blowout potential. It it always happens. There's always a game that kind of has a team win by at least two or more scores. Uh, this is my candidate for this week. Uh, and ironically enough, according to Adam Schefter's tweet from earlier in the morning, the Jaguars are the only team in the NFL as of right now uh, that's going to have a game with fans in the stands. I believe today, so really? that's going to be really, really funny. Yeah. So, uh, uh, well,
2: Tony Khan's going to do whatever he wants, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <you
3: know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's uh Tony Khan is a uh, a saint because of what the cons have done with the AEW, and they were one of the first major events to have fans back in the stands. So. Uh, kudos to them for getting, kind of bringing us back to normalcy a little bit. Uh, you know, a lot of AEW shows have improved over the course of the week, but back to the game. Uh, yes, the Colts are one of my teams. They are my sleeper Super Bowl pick, even though they're not really much sleeper. Uh, I believe they're going to win the AFC, sadly, Frank Reich's going to win coach of the year. Uh, so they're going to get an upgraded quarterback immediately. Uh, they get Jonathan Taylor running back who you love. You know, I mentioned this last week. You love him to an offensive rookie of the <laughs> offensive rookie of the year. Uh, to me, I think they're the best team in the AFC South. I think they're a contender to win 11 or 12 games. In uh, any other year, they would get a bye. But as we know, they're going to add a seventh team this year, and no more two teams getting that first round bye. It's only one. Uh, but this, to me, this is the candidate for the block game of the week. Uh, I will gladly lay the points with the Colts if I was playing this game, but I'm not. Uh, but my pick will be the Indianapolis
2: Colts. All right. I'm going to agree with you there. Char- Char- Jaguar. Jaguars pretty much in tank mode here, so – uh, they don't, uh, well, the players, of course, want to win. And Doug Murray wants to win, but it doesn't seem like the organization wants to win. They want Trevor Lawrence. All right, the first ever game here in the history of the Las Vegas Raiders. All right, so the Raiders, John Gruden's Raiders, taking on Matt Rules, Carolina Panthers.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah this is by far the most popular game among, uh, among DFS players today. A lot of people anticipate this to be the highest scoring game if not the highest scoring game of the week. Uh so we know that a lot of west coast teams usually tend to have issues uh traveling to the east coast and playing, but again this is week 1. So I think a lot of those trends sometimes you can kind of throw out the window. Uh the Raiders are the 3 point favorites. They've been locked in as that 3 point favorite the whole week. Uh, This is one of those games where I kind of of see going either way, but the Carolina Panthers defense coming right out of the gate. uh, They're going to be Swiss cheese. Uh, The Raiders are going to be able to get whatever they want. Uh, I think this is going to be a huge game for Josh Jacobs. We know that John Gruden likes to come right out of the gate, running the football. Uh, And I believe that although Carolina, I don't think they're going to be terrible on offense. We both like Teddy Bridgewater. I think he's going to be real solid. Uh, Christian McCaffrey still here. Uh, DJ Moore is still here. Curtis Samuel is still here. Uh, they get Robbie Anderson as a free agent in the off season. They're going to be able to put up some points this year. Uh, this is one of those teams where we kind of feel like they're going to be kind of middling, maybe a six or seven win team. They're going to be competitive. Uh, but for purposes of picking this game, uh, I'm going to throw the West coast trend out the window. I like the Raiders. I like laying the three points. Uh, I think the Raiders will be fighting, for one of those lower-level wild card spots, you know, towards the end of the season, I like John Gruden as a coach. I think the experience uh, and having the team continuity back from last year is going to be the difference uh, against Matt Rule, who's making his first game as a, a head NFL head coach today. So my pick is the Raiders.
2: All right, there you have it. Of course, the Raiders looking to get off to a, a hot start in Las Vegas. So hopefully, they're able to do so. All right. Joe, the next game here, we got the Miami Dolphins, Brian Flores' the squad, taking on the New England Patriots. Here, um, I think the I think the line we have here is I think it's minus, so it's minus seven Patriots, yes. plus Correct. seven Miami Dolphins. Yes, and uh, I think I got to go with the Patriots here, Joe. <laughs> uh,
3: this is one of the games I played, and yes, I also went with the Patriots. Uh, from what I'm seeing, the money is pretty 50-50 split, which is very interesting to me. Uh, I do like that Miami team. I think Brian, uh, Brian Flores uh, is a good coach. I mentioned that last week when we did our preview show. Uh, I think the Dolphins roster is improved. Uh, and I do think that the the Dolphins and and the team we'll get to in a little bit, the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, both teams are going to kind of be in the same boat where they're going to be improved. They're going to be competitive. They're going to be in games. Uh, I like. I like Tua going to the Dolphins. Uh, Obviously, the injuries in the offseason, basically getting him fully back, the fully rehab process. Uh, I don't know if the Dolphins ended up getting enough reps. We'll see once the game starts today. I think that seven line is pretty roughly accurate. Uh, But this is more or less just a a Bill Belichick game. Uh, I'm not worried about Cam Newton. I think the offensive pieces around him are still – uh, solidified in place. And I think Julian Edelman's going to have a big game today. This is going to be a Bill Belichick classic game. A lot of people are kind of discounting him right at the start. A lot of people think they're going to not necessarily be as good this year. Uh, to me, I will easily lay the seven. Uh, I'll wait at least two or three weeks to see what we see out of Miami. And again, I think they're going to be super competitive in a lot of games this year. Uh, but I think the Patriots right out of the gate uh, this is going to be a strong Patriots like performance. Uh, I could see like a 27 10 kind of game, maybe 27 17. Uh, so, my pick here is the Patriots. And again, this is Bill Belichick move. He's your guy. You know, I know you're going to agree with this. So,
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Belichick, this guy's the master, right? So, uh, he's going to have something cooked up. But that again, the only team that's ever really played the, the Patriots tough. Has been the Dolphins, so on a consistent basis. So, would have totally, totally surprised me if the Dolphins won. No, he got Fitzmagic Magic back there. He could go off any time, Joe, for like six touchdowns. You know, he's gonna have he's gonna have those crazy games. Yeah. Um,
3: no, but. it's fair, but again, it's the game is in New England. Uh, it's going to be super, super difficult because we know that the Dolphins usually tend to historically play the, the Patriots tougher at home. And those games tend to come on later in the season, right? So, uh, yeah, again, Fitzy could easily throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns. But Fitzy never really gets off to the best of starts either. So we'll see. Uh, I think the Dolphins will be in this game for a good portion of it. But I think by the time the middle of the third quarter comes around, you're going to see classic Patriots maybe up by a score. Maybe they get a touchdown, maybe a rushing touchdown close. They go up two or three scores, and then they put the game away. All
2: right. Well, we'll we'll keep an eye on that. And uh, you know, that's that's gonna be really interesting. And you know, we uh we'll, we'll, that's that's gonna be if the Patriots all is gonna be interesting. But here is the game that I really wanna talk about. All right. <laughs> I wanna talk about the Buffalo Bills. And the New York yeah, Jets. The New York Jets. So of course yeah, the, uh, the Mets put up nineteen in Buffalo the other night. So I don't know if the Jets are gonna do the same, but you know, I was trying to think like, how can, I, how can I, how can I describe my thoughts on on this game, and uh, but but I came down to it, I really couldn't use, I couldn't use my own words. So uh, this is this is what I got to say about about this.
1: No, it's not about doing a show. It's, about it. mine. it's not about okay. doing a show. Calm down. Get a clue. Why are you hating Get a the cloak. Jets? I don't hate I the Jets. I have a clue. I'm asking you a question. I don't hate the jets, <laughs> the jets. Oh, First of all, what's with the wee pom-pom? You're not wee. You don't work for the team. You know, it's it's not about that. What's wee? fans of the team. You're not wee. You're a sports fan. Yes, so you, you can't not say wee. No wee. Like no wee. I don't believe in wee. I no don't believe in wee. Okay? I don't believe in I don't believe in wee. and forth, forth and back, back and forth, forth and back, back and forth, forth and back, back and, back and, back and, back and, back and forth. Hey, how you doing, big guy? You all right? Yeah, what's up? You're on a the vacation with the family this summer? Uh Are we going to sit here and talk about my future plans or do you want to talk about some sports? Oh, you always say you're always talking about summer, so can you get me excited when you say it? I just wonder. Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to give you another minute. Let's go. That's a Jets fan without a brain. Is so what that is. Immense okay. <laughs> propensity for nonsense. The Jets are the ones who are selling their tickets. Their own is selling them the tickets. Plus well, Woody's had a hand now trying to sell the PSL. the PSL is three points the way they're going. They already cut it by 50%. They'll be out there trying to sell them. They'll be at the Lincoln Tunnels. they are trying to sell them on the way back in New Jersey. Now, they'll pick you up on the highway, right? They'll be the, in the, the day. Give you a cocktail on the way. Put you in the front seat, put a movie on, give you a cocktail. Tell you how the day went. I mean, they have gone from being clandestine to Bozo the clown. Get the Clowns out. Get the Duggles out. Get the trackers on now. Just another day in JetBlue. Clowns. The clowns. Or not, huh? it's no one to You can't win without a man. How <laughs> the Giants again? You need a man. Giants have a man, gets out that a man. What about your loyalty to your quarterback? The Giants entered their new home. They bought flowers. They bought a housewarming gift. They lit the fireplace. They put some nice food on the table. And they proceeded to give all their fans a little bit of a feast. Maybe they weren't perfect, but it was a pleasant day for all. The Jets came to their new home last night. They couldn't pay the mortgage. They practically burned a place down. I mean, they couldn't even score. So when you ask that, all you got was the hum, the hum, the hum that Rex gets to. Rex gets to that hum, the hum, and repeats himself 20 times and says nothing. When he doesn't know exactly how to tell you the truth. He didn't go and hide somewhere like Rick Ryan did. What a disgrace. And if I see see Rick Ryan come in one more time and tell us how they had a great week of practice, I mean, he's starting to sound like Rich Cotite. I mean, I don't know. I thought we had it already. You know, we scuffled. we, We tried hard. We scuffled. Yeah. You know, hey, we're ready. We're no quitting us. There's no playing you. What? You got beat, (laughs) Mike.
2: All right. So we want to thank uh, our buddy, Mike Francesa, for helping us out there. Really appreciate Mike's on. And Joe, who had no idea Mike was going to help us out on the show today. No. uh, Ends up wearing wearing a Mike Francesa shirt. So we do appreciate that. We got our first comment of the day here real quick before we get to the Jets. Thanks to Brustman27Thoughts on Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara contract extensions, Who do you think deserved the money more? Joe.
3: So good question. Uh, So I think Alvin Kamara does a little bit more on the field. That said, the New Orleans Saints are notoriously known for having a difficult salary cap situation. They're up against the cap every year, right? So you can make a strong case that when you're already up against the cap, that paying a running back is kind of, I don't know, maybe not the way you want to, use the, the rest of the remainder of the salary cap space that you do have. Uh, I think both players are really good uh, for purposes of paying them. Yeah, you know, obviously I would rather pay Camara because he can catch more passes and he's more dynamic in the passing game. Uh, but Dalvin cook is very good in his own right. And uh, he's perfectly capable of catching some passes. Uh, he's perfect for that Vikings offense. Uh, but yeah, so the answer to that is definitely Camaro.
2: All right. So back, back to the jets, the jets and bells. This is pretty easy one for me. And I am going to say I'm going with the bills minus six and a half. Pretty easy. Josh Allen. I mean, what's not a lot there.
3: Uh, <laughs> I don't know which my quote from that video that I want to use, but, uh, I mean, we'll keep it simple. Uh, I think the bills defense is one of those very like operational on top four or five defenses, the Jets are not fully 100%, uh, and they are going to struggle not only to put a point today. They're going to struggle to move the ball. So I really anticipate this game to be super low scoring. I know the over-under total is not really that high. Uh, I believe it was at 38 and a half or 39 in most places. I know Ameri- American betting experts gave us a, lo- a figure of 39.5, right? So uh, even more so, I expect the game to go under. I don't expect many points. Uh, I could see this being like a 23 kind of game, maybe a 20 to seven at most, maybe like 20 to 10, you know? So my, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go with the bills. You know, unfortunately I just, I can't see the jets being able to muster much of in this game.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be a big start of the season for the jets last year. You had all that drama with Adam Gase. They're blaming him. And then, Darnell gets all the credit. Doesn't make sense to me because if the Jets are winning, you got to give Gays credit. You can't just give all the credit to Darnold. Yeah, no, they
3: they played well in the second half and and uh, I mentioned this last week, uh Sam Darnold over the course of his first two seasons has played significantly better in the second half of the season than he has in the first half. Now, because last year he was out with the uh <laughs> there was uh it was it, it was easier for him to be better in the second half of the season. Uh, but we need to see it translate now over the course of a full season, right? So uh, this is going to be a really important year for him and his development. You know, I, I still think he's a good player, uh, but again, you got to do it over the course of 16 games.
2: Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Uh, and, well, of course, be keeping a lot of eyes on the Jets, and who can't? I mean, there's always just so much, so many issues with them. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on here, we got the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Washington football team. And this one, the line is very intriguing. It's kind of wanting you to take the Washington football team. But with Dwayne Haskins under center, I think I'm going to have to go with the Eagles here, minus
3: 5.5. Yeah, so uh, this is one of those games where there are going to be a lot of banged-up players, right? So uh, yesterday, Adam Schefter tweeted that Miles Sanders is going to be out for the Eagles, right? So that give that starting running back. Uh, and there are a couple of key players who are, who are either not playing or may not play in this game. So uh, Lane Johnson for the Eagles, their offensive tackle. Uh, he's going to try to give it a go today. Uh, there's no indication that he's going to be able to at least start the game or, or finish the game, right? So right then and there, uh, two key players on the, feet, the Eagles offense are not playing. Uh, and I believe that Kendall Fuller, uh, the, one of the, the Washington football teams, defensive backs, uh, key cornerback, He's definitely not playing either, right? So as of now, uh, when it comes to injuries, this game more so than any other games, uh, this is the game that's probably the most affected, right? Uh, this is a interdivisional game. Last year, we know that the Redskins, uh, well, then they were the Redskins. Uh, they played the Eagles very well at the very early stages of the regular season. Um, Washington gets an upgraded head coach. And their defense is pretty good. Now, the question mark in this game, 100%, what you just said, is Dwayne Haskins. We have absolutely no idea what to expect from Dwayne Haskins. You know, if he lights the world on fire and he throws three touchdowns today, I don't know if people are necessarily going to be surprised. But also, if he ends up throwing two picks and has a fumble and doesn't really get going at all and just doesn't really show anything today, nobody's going to be surprised by that either. This game is an entirely mixed bag. Uh, it's, I see a lot of people I know who like the Eagles today, and I know the, the Washington is a very, very, very trendy underdog. I see a lot of people uh, grabbing the 5.5, making the same points that I did. Uh, the truth of the matter is, is I really don't have a really great read on this game. Uh, I know the line has moved more towards the Eagles in the past week. I've seen it go to 6 or 6.5 in some places. And the over/under, is obviously, with given the news of all the the offensive guys being out, uh, obviously it's moved down a couple points. Uh, to me, this is like one of those like no play situations. I really don't have a read on the game, uh, but if I was betting, I would honestly I would go with Washington, simply because I think the upgrade at head coach with Ron Rivera, uh, I think that's enough to keep them in the game. Uh, but again, no read. Uh, I think the Eagles are going to win. You know that's more or less expecting that Washington is, is kind of good enough just to, to stay around and cover in the end. Uh, but, yeah, this game is going to be an important game for the NFC East because if the Eagles end up winning today, uh, obviously starting 1-0, it gives them a, a nice leg up and it gives them a, a nice divisional win to start. Uh, but we'll see.
2: Yeah, no no doubt about it. Uh, we both of us, we kind of like the, the Washington football team more than others, uh, and – I think it all comes down to the quarterback for us. We've said it on multiple platforms that with Alex Smith, we think that Washington would be a potential NFC East champion contender. But with Dwayne Haskins, it's the jury stuff. Like you said, Ron Rivera, much of Brady Coach. But also, it's going to take some time to build that roster. Uh, But of course, they have the issues where Bradbury is also in charge of the roster. And other than with Bill Belichick, Joe, that doesn't really work out too well too often.
3: No. And uh, I mean, we'll see. Uh, Washington has a really lot of good young skill position players. That's what I I think that they have going for them in this game. Uh, and we've seen in recent years, the, the Eagles secondary, sometimes uh, they get hurt as the season goes on. But we know that the the back end of that defense is always kind of brittle. Uh, never, they, they never truly stay healthy. They're always kind of thin. Yeah. This is again, no, absolutely no read on this game. You know, to me, if the Eagles went by like two or three scores, you know, would it really surprise me now? Uh, if Washington really keeps this game close and maybe, uh, kind of loses it at the end or kind of pulls it out at the end, you know, again, that does, that scenario doesn't really shock me either. Uh, Washington's probably one of the more intriguing teams this year because, to me again, they could finish with two or three wins or they could finish with seven or eight wins. You know, that's that's a pretty big, you know, window. That's bigger than a lot of teams think.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, so moving on to the next game here, and that is your Seattle Seahawks who who knows, you might have them in the Super Bowl this year, taking on the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons plus 1. Give me the Falcons on that one. They're still they're still good. They got Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, uh, Todd Gurley, I think they can at least stay within one point of the Seahawks.
3: This is a very, very intriguing game because the Seahawks opened to two, they went to two and a half. And now, from what I'm seeing, all of the money is going the other direction. So, there are places where I've seen the Falcons go right now, uh, as low as plus one, as low as you know, just a half a point. I've seen this game go to a pick 'em. Uh, I know the money is trending kind of in the Falcons direction, although from what I'm seeing here in front of me, a lot of it's still on the Seahawks. Uh, This is one of those games where, again, uh, a lot of people anticipate this going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, A lot of people expect this to be one of those popular, trendy DFS games uh, during the day with the the Raiders and the Panthers game. Uh, So... I mean, you said it. I think the Seahawks are going to be one of the, the true NFC contenders for the Super Bowl. I think Russell Wilson is going to have a monster year. He's going to be my pick for NFL MVP. Uh, I know you you appreciate that. You know, you're a huge Russell Wilson guy too. Uh, this game, I think, yeah. is going to be the best game right out of the gate. Uh, to me, this is the best game to watch in week one. Uh, I think the Falcons are going to be good on offense. Uh, they get Todd Gurley. They get Hayden Hurst. Uh, Those are two really solid-scope position guys to go with, Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. Uh, Matt Ryan's still here. Uh, Their offensive line needs to stay healthy this season more so than anything. If their offensive line can stay healthy, this is quietly a team that I think could possibly win 11 games. Uh, But, again, it's a really tough division. It seems like the Falcons are always good. Matt Ryan's always good. What kicks them in the, the rear end is always the fact that they can't stay healthy. Uh, but again, this is the game of week one to me. A lot of wacky trends in this game. I see the money on the Seahawks. I see the line moving in the Falcons' direction. To me, this is going to be a close game. To me, I think this is going to be a three-point game either way. Uh, I like the Seahawks in this one. And I think, again, this is going to be one of the highest-scoring games of the week. I could see 31-28. I could see 34-31. Uh, maybe even something higher than that. Uh, but again, well, what, well, what do you said- think,
2: Joe? What's yeah, the, the, let's, let's over-under here is 49.
3: This is a game I would go over and, uh, yeah, so I saw, uh, so this, this opened up kind of around 48 and a half, 49, a lot of places. It's kind of roughly stayed right where it is. Uh, and again, like the, the Raiders and the Panthers game, this is a game where it's week one. So you can kind of throw that West coast team traveling to the East coast game, uh, East coast to play a one o'clock game trend right out the window. Uh, I like the Seahawks. Uh, I think they have a really strong core. Uh, The foundation's there to get it done. And like we mentioned last week, the Jamal Adams trade, right? So uh, you're going to enjoy this.
2: Joe (laughs) showing his Jamal Adams t-shirt, which could basically... Unfortunately,
3: unfortunately I haven't burned it yet, but uh, we'll get to that point. (laughs) But yeah, so the Seahawks add Jamal Adams to the secondary. I think that's a tremendous addition. Obviously, Adams is one of the top I'd say 20, 25 defensive players in the NFL. It's a huge boost to that team. Uh, That team defensively is always built from the secondary on down. You know, Pete Carroll was a former uh, defensive backs coach. So the Seahawks, I think they're going to be a really good team this year. Is going to be the best game of the week. Uh, My pick is the Seahawks. All
2: right. So you think that's going to be the best game of the week? Uh, I picked the Falcons. I'm telling you the best game of the week right now. It's going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the New Orleans Saints. Over under is 47 and a half. Bet the over. No doubt about it. This is going to be a shootout, Joe. It's going to be incredible. Tom Brady's pumped up. Gronkowski's ready to go. And it's going to be quite the show. But this is still the Saints division to lose. So I think there's going to be all this hype on the Bucs. But I think the Saints at minus three and a half get the job done. Although you, I believe, don't have the Saints even in the playoffs this year. Well,
3: I wouldn't say in the playoffs. I mean, I mean we did our picks. And, and to me, like I said, some teams going to have to regress a little bit. You know, the Saints have been good the last couple of years. Uh, I think a lot of stuff happened in the offseason. You know, if the distracted, if the distractions are fully behind them, then uh, you can very well see them winning that division again. Uh, but again, we, we always see a, a, a situation where a team that's in last place or, or we see some type of shuffling in a certain division. Uh, the NFC South's really good. It's got three really good teams. Uh, but yeah, so let's get back to the game. Uh, the line is three and a half. The over under is 47 and a half. Uh, the over under, I think is roughly right around where I expect this game to land. Uh, I don't think it's going to be necessarily as high as a shootout scoring game as, as, you think it is. I think these two teams are much better on defense than people give them credit for. And uh, one thing that I will say is I think that coming right out of the gate, we don't know the status of Mike Evans. He's a true game time decision. To me, that screams that the Buccaneers are going to try to be at least somewhat more methodical on offense uh, for Tom Brady. Again, you know, these two guys are over 40 years old. Uh, I can't see them just slinging it both, you know, 50 times over the course of a game. Uh, you know, they're not at that stage of their lives anymore. They're, they're not that young anymore. Uh, and for betting purposes, this is interesting because I took a shot here and I took the bucks money line. Now, uh, I did that simply because of the, the Alvin Kamara news. I didn't really know if he was going to end up holding out for the the remainder of the, the, obviously there was no preseason period here, but I didn't know if he was going to hold out until week one. Uh, Again, a lot of a lot of what was happening in New Orleans in the offseason kind of seemed to maybe put the team in disarray internally. Uh, I, I love Tom Brady's fit in Tampa Bay. I think that team's got so many weapons on offense, and they're going to be tremendous in the red a lot zone. Of I think be I,
2: tremendous this year in Yeah, zone.
3: I think any time that they get in the red zone it, with, with Fournette there, with uh, Gronkowski, uh, Cameron Braid, who's a, a very good red zone tight end, and, and whatever is left of OJ Howard although I think he ends up getting moved at some point either during the season or in the offseason. Mike Evans, like I said, he's going to be a true game-time decision. We'll see if he plays for Tampa. Uh, Chris Godwin's a great receiver. So they have so many means of being able to stamp out and finish out drives when they get there close. And this defense was among the top defenses in the NFL last season. Uh, And we also see, so going along with the trend, like I said before, with the Ravens, The Saints always tend to come out flat uh, right around the early season, right? In the first two to three weeks, they're kind of shaky. And then by week four, week five is really when they seem to turn on the Jets. So uh, we saw this last year with with Fitzmagic, right? That huge shot, the the game that you were probably thinking of uh, when you were thinking of uh, the huge uh, shootout game. Uh, Tampa Bay won last year. Uh, we've seen New Orleans kind of come out shaky in recent years. Uh, I think that trend kind of holds again today. I see this game being really, really close. So, again, I took a chance on Tampa money line. I think I thought there was some value in it. Uh, my pick in this game is going to be the Bucks. I think Brady gets it done right out of the gate. Uh, I think the, the you'll see the, the Bucks come out and hand the Saints a Week One loss for the second straight year. All
2: right, three more games here on Sunday. L.A. Chargers. Taking on the Cincinnati Bengals, and you got Tyrod Taylor taking on Joe Burrow. I really am not leaning either way in this one, Joe. Um, <laughs> but I, I think, I think if I had to pick, I would probably go Bengals turn.
3: Yeah. Um. So with Mike Williams, uh, likely to play I you don't know his his gonna his full effectiveness because Mike Williams seems to be also one of those perpetual guys who just is always hurt can't stay healthy uh this trend so this game started at 46 and a half and from now what I'm seeing in certain places it's at 41 so right so that 41 and a half number that American betting experts has given us is pretty close uh the three is pretty self-explanatory. The Bengals are the home team. Uh, and this is not really a, a sign of a West Coast game, a team playing at one. This game is uh, one of the later games today. Uh, so I like Joe Burrow. I'm a, I'm a huge Joe Burrow guy. Uh, I think that his ability to create offense using his legs is going to be a big difference in this game because the Chargers pass rush uh, is obviously really good. Uh, the Chargers' defense does not have Derwin James though. So that is one of the big reasons why I'm picking the Bengals. Uh, I guess, I guess they, they kind of count as an upset pick, right? I mean, uh, so I mean, if we're, if we're giving our off the cuff, uh, you know, upset pick mine is going to be the Bengals. I think this team is going to be much improved this year. Uh, I think they have really good pieces on offense. I think AJ Green's going to have really nice bounce back here. I think Tyler Boyd's very solid. I think Joe Mixon's going to have a big season, and uh, I think that Joe Burrow is going to be uh, one of the better rookie quarterbacks, possibly the best rookie quarterback, if not one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. I think he's going to have a really, really good rookie season. Uh, and I think this game is ultimately going to be close. I think it's going to be kind of low scoring ish. You know, again, twenty seventeen, somewhere around that ballpark. Uh, I think the, the 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 trend on the under is pretty close to what a lot of people like, including myself expect for this game. But my pick is the Bengals and I think they're going to be just like the dolphins. I think they're going to be competitive this year. I think they're going to be in a lot of games. Uh, I think this team is going to shock a lot of people with, with how competitive they are. Uh, Would not shock me to see something like seven and nine this year. Although I think like something like a more competitive five and 11 and six and 10 is probably more realistic, but yeah. So the pick is the, the Bengals.
2: All right. Here's my easiest bet of the week here. You got the Cardinals taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Give me the Cardinals plus six and a half. No doubt about it. I got the Cardinals. No doubt. I got the Cardinals going to the playoffs this year. And the 49ers, they are not ready for Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins and Larry Fitzgerald.
3: Yeah, I mean, this is This is also one of those trends, right? So uh, we've seen the Raiders and the Panthers. We've seen the Seahawks and the Falcons and this game. Those are the three games where most fantasy people, most DFS experts, most people who I know are who do gamble. uh, Those are the three games that most people expect to be the highest scoring games of the day. So this over under opened up at 45, uh, from what I'm seeing right now, it's at 47.5 or 48 in a lot of places. So thanks to American Betting Experts for giving us uh, this. This over-under is 48. Uh, 6.5 is a really, really, really good number. I think it's too high with the the, the improvements that the Cardinals made in the offseason. They drafted Isaiah Simmons in the first round and not in, in the top 10. He's the he's basically going to be a Swiss Army knife for this, this defense. He's Defensive a play linebacker. Better, yeah. Yeah, he's going to play linebacker. He's going to play safety. I think he's going to become. He's going to come in immediately and be a total impact player, total difference maker for that defense. Uh, and that defense is pretty is always pretty good, regardless. A lot of people forget that. You know, Chandler Jones uh, has been a double digit sack guy since going out to the desert, and he's always one of those guys who leads that defense. So uh, we saw the Cardinals last year kind of play the Forty Nine ers uh, very very ferociously. They're a pesky team. Uh, this is always a pesky game whenever they play. I agree with you. I think the line is way too high. I think the 49ers will ultimately end up figuring out a way to win this game. Uh, but I think with the injuries uh, and their situation to start the season, I don't know if they're going to be as strong coming out of the gate as they were last year. Uh, and I think this line is really, really, really good for the Cardinals. Uh, so from what I'm seeing, 57% of the money Uh, Is on the Cardinals in this game. So everybody out there kind of agrees with us. Uh, So, yeah. So, my pick is the 49ers, but I think this game is going to be ultra tight the whole way. I think it's going to be a very high scoring game. Again, it's going to be a game that's in the high 20s and the low 30s. Uh, I think Kyler Murray is going to have a sensational game. I think he's one of the top two or three plays this week when it comes to fantasy purposes. MVP. Uh, So, yeah. He's going, yeah. He's going, obviously, he's going to be in the MVP discussion. But, yeah. So, let's give me the six and a half with the Cardinals that's an easy decision for me. Uh, but I again, I think the 49ers, just because of what they have still, I think that defense is going to figure out a way just to to at least put themselves in a position to win a close game or a nail-biter at the end. But would not shock me if the Cardinals won. And, and if they did win, then you'd be getting all the credit here. So
2: All right. So we got final game of the weekend – or on Sunday, anyway. Sunday Night Football, Cowboys and the Rams. I got the Rams winning outright. So if you're going to give me a plus two at the Rams – I'll take that, no problem.
3: Another interesting game. Uh, where we have to see how the Cowboys look with Mike McCarthy. They're gonna look better. I think they're gonna look better too. I'm gonna go with the other way on this one. I think so. This this line, the fact that it's minus two is kind of is is they're telling you that they don't fully trust the Rams. Because if they fully trusted the Rams line, it'd be at least a three, right? And so the Rams started at plus two, uh, in most spots, they're still plus two. I'm seeing plus two and a half. Uh, this is a game where a lot of people don't really have a, a read either way. The 52% of the money is coming in on the Cowboys. So again, this is very 50, 50, uh, the, 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 money coming in on the game screams 50, 50, the line screams 50, 50. Uh, so I think that this game is a total toss up, uh, Either way, I think it's going to be one of the better games of the weekend. Uh, I think this this primetime game will be better than the primetime game that we got to start the season with the Chiefs and the Texans. That game kind of got away from Bill O'Brien and the Texans very, very early. Uh, with that said, I think the Cowboys are going to pull out the win here. Uh, I'm a big fan of that team this year. And I think with all of the news that came out this week regarding Dak Prescott and Skip Bayless and... And for everybody out there who's listening or watching us, uh, they will be, will be watching us soon or listening to us soon. Uh, for every everybody that doesn't know, uh, Skip Bayless came out and basically kind of played down what Dak Prescott was or what he revealed, which was that he was battling uh, some depression and and some mental health issues in his life. And and I think we we really need to start the the trend of of kind of normalizing this stuff and. The stigma still hasn't really fully gone away. With a lot of, especially men out there, tend to not want to to share their 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 full selves and and not really uh, share the 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 full extent of what's going on in their lives. So for Dak to come out and say that, uh, I think is is absolutely tremendous. I think Skip Bayless is a tremendous piece of you know what uh, we'll say trash to keep this PG. So I think the team is going to rally around a, around Dak a little bit. Uh, I think the additions of C D Lamb on offense in with Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup gives them the best receiving trio in the NFL. And again, this is a team that still has Zeke Elliott, one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. I, I
2: just think that everybody is forgetting that if there if there was a seventeen playoff last year, the Rams would still be a playoff team. And they were just and they, they had a decent season. Of course, they they lost the Super Bowl, but Let's give this team some credit here. Sean McVay is still a very good coach, and I Absolutely. think they're going to be back in the playoffs.
3: Absolutely. He deserves credit. They're going to be one of those teams right on the cusp fighting. Uh, the NFC by far, I think, is the class division in the NFL. Right. Uh, we may have a scenario where mm-hmm. all four of those teams finish at 500 or better. And they could uh, all be in
2: the playoffs. For the first and they, time and they could
3: all be in the playoffs. But to me, to me, it's hard to get all four teams in the playoffs because – if that division is is so good, that means that either everybody is either at 9 or 10 wins because they beat up on each other, right. or maybe some teams, like maybe the Seahawks gets the 12 wins, somebody gets the 11 wins, somebody gets the 10 right. wins, somebody gets the 9 right. wins. The only,
2: the only time you're going to be like a scenario where all four teams make the playoffs is going to have to be where they're playing in another division on that particular year that is just atrocious, like their AFC counterpart. Uh, so that's, I mean, that's something crazy there, but... Listen, we just want to thank everybody for joining us, and please help us spread the word as you can catch our show. If you're listening right now on the podcast version, on the Chris Landry Twitch channel at www.twitch.tv slash ChrisLandryFootball every Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern, or you can listen to this podcast on your mobile device by signing up for Landry Football's conference call wherever you get your podcast. Fortunately, we heard there were some technical difficulties today on the Twitch stream. And we, of course, will address that. We'll be back where to they go next week? But we got a, a question here. Comment section still working here. J Matt eighty six. Morning all. Big fan of Endurst. Thank you, J Matt. Uh, he said he can't hear him this morning because Twitch stream's not working. But burning question here: Daniel Jones or on. Who's gonna have a better Sunday? <laughs> I don't know, Joe. I gotta say neither. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna say neither. But I'll, I'll go I'll go Daniel Jones because I think both guys will get injured but he'll miss less games
3: than Sam Donald. I think both, I think both quarterbacks will have a relatively good season uh, in, you know, relative to stats and stuff like that. Uh, whether the, the Jets and the Giants end up being good or being maybe wildcard contenders. Uh, I don't know. That's more of a team thing. Uh, as it stands right now, I think the Jets situation is kind of a little more of uh, an uphill battle simply because uh, they're missing some skill guys on offense. Obviously, the offensive line's improved, but uh, defensively they still don't have CJ Mosley. Uh, they they're gonna the loss of Jamal Adams is really really gonna hurt them. And and I like Greg Williams as a coordinator, but uh, he's gonna have his his hands full this year and trying to to make that team competitive in the AFC East when they could possibly be the fourth best team, as opposed to the Giants, who I think. They made enough improvements on on defense to at least take a step forward again. Uh, If they're average on defense, uh, I think that's a good sign. Uh, And I think Daniel Jones, with the weapons that he has around him, uh, Saquon Barkley, Evan Ingram, Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard, and Darius Slayton, who I think is going to have a really, really nice second season. I think he's going to have more so – we'll we'll call it a breakout season. I think he – more so than anybody in that Giants rotation, uh, has the opportunity to eclipse a 1,000 yards simply because of the chemistry that he had last year with Daniel Jones. So I think both guys, relative, like I said, to stats stuff, they're going to have a good season. Uh, but I think because of the Giants situation, I think Daniel Jones is in place more so to have a better season simply I think, because I think I think Jones, they could Jones they could has, very easily make a playoff push.
2: He has Barkley, he's got Sterling Shepard, he's got Golden Tate, and he's got Darius Slayton. He's uh,
3: also my fantasy quarterback. I, I double-downed on him.
2: <laughs> so I guess the big question is, who has more turnovers then? Because you know Darnold's going to be among the league leaders in picks, but Jones is a fumbling machine.
3: Uh, so here, here, here's the thing. What is easier to clean up? Is it the fumbles or is it the picks? To me, it's the fumbles. Okay. So if Daniel Jones takes care of the football, right? I mean, he fumbled it a lot last year, but let's say the, the dropsies are our thing in the past.
2: So, I mean, that's certainly yeah
3: going to be, whereas I think Darnold is what he is. He's more of a, a Brett Favre type, more of a Jay Cutler type, more of a Matt Stafford type. Uh, he's a pure gunslinger. Uh, to me, he is what he is. He's probably going to throw at least 12 to 15 picks every year. Uh, but with that, uh, I think he's more likely to throw 30 plus touchdowns every year. Right? So it's a double-edged sword. There's a lot more risk, a lot more reward uh, with Darnold as a player. Uh, yep. But I think in terms of being able to clean up the turnovers, I think Jones has an e- easier path simply because Jones, I think it's Jones easier to out. hold on. It's easier to hold on to the football. Oh, well, that's
2: true, but you also got to take into account that Jones runs a lot more than Darnold. So there is more of a it's chance. True, football, which, is why so. I took,
3: which is why I took him in fantasy. I think that Daniel Jones provides the upside that a guy like Josh Allen has without taking think, Josh Allen or fantasy draft. Daniel
2: Jones becomes the, the the uh third straight sophomore QB with MVP if the Giants to go into the playoffs.
3: I can't see him winning MVP. That's too much of an uphill battle. Guys like Mahomes, Watson, Russell Wilson, those guys are, are and Lamar Jackson, oh obviously the uh those guys are simply too good. Those are those guys are I think definitively if they're healthy and on uh, the four best quarterbacks in the NFL the four most talented quarterbacks in the NFL uh, those guys could elevate their situations around them but that's with that said with that said uh, I think Daniel Jones provides a good amount of potential this season like I said I took him in fantasy uh, I think he presents the opportunity to uh, give fantasy owners and the Giants a little more payoff uh, this year than, than some people expect. Remember he was a pretty solid rusher in in year one. And, and I don't expect that just to go away in year two, Uh, although I do.
2: Well, I think, go ahead.
3: No, I was going to say, Joe judge comes from the new England way of doing things. And then as we know, Tom Brady always used to be one of those guys who at the one or, or yard line or close in, uh, he would always tend to punch in those, those drives himself. Right. So while we may right. not necessarily see Jones yeah, love, having design love, running plays going
2: up, up and over for the, the rushing touchdowns. Yeah, My I favorite. think
3: they're going to be less design running plays for Jones this year, but I think the rushing touchdown potential is very high.
2: All right, for a look at the game of football from a coaching, scouting, administrative perspective, go to landryfootball.com today. From high school, college, to the NFL, from recruiting to NFL draft to free agency, from pregame to postgame, film analysis to all the inside scoop on players, teams, coaches, schemes. LandryFootball.com is your source for all things football. Thank you to American betting experts for providing us with the odds. Today. We hope you like to be doing our show. We'll be back, of course, live at 11 a.m. Eastern every Sunday, getting you ready for the big day of football, the unofficial NFL pregame show right here. And, of course, available on demand at LandryFootball.com, everywhere you get your podcast, And that's going to do it for this show. For Joe Calabrese, I'm Nick Durst. Enjoy the football Sunday. Thank you, Way Mike big. Francesca, for helping us out with that the Jets clip. And this has been You Know I'm Right on Football. Football.